When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Shit, we live? You already know we live. <laughs> What's poppin' with y'all, man? It's your boy, JG. You already know it's Jay Jonah. Diving on into a new episode in the season, Jay. You what is understand? that? What is that? Season 10, episode 3! Yes, sir! We got another eye for you, y'all. And this one is epic, bro. I mean... You guys already seen it in the title, and I know you see him sitting right next to us. If you guys aren't familiar with the face, he showed his talents on probably one of the biggest scales you probably could show your talent on in one of the biggest uh, TV shows in the in the in America. America's Facts. got talent to be exact. You feel me? I ain't gotta say all his accolades because like we could be here all day, but all I gotta say is right now, Emmy nominated. Please give a BSP warm welcome for Brandon Leak. Congratulations on that, by the way, bro. I know that was very recent. So, I oh, that. yeah, it was it was actually super funny because like so I have a poem that runs before all the Warriors games. Mm-hmm. Um, and Notice so that. we were we were reshooting it for the for the conference finals and for the finals. And while we were reshooting, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, man, you got nominated for an Emmy. And I'm like. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait, out. wait, wait. Let's I'm take like, it back. Huh? I'm like, I got nominated for what? They're like, yeah, the poem. We like, we as an organization got nominated for it because they really wow. like it. And uh, so, yeah, if we win, then you win. So you get award. And I was like, wow, man. I was like, how long y'all known? They're like, oh, we found out like two weeks ago. Like, two weeks ago, <laughs> well, I could have booked gigs off this already. This, right? is my, <laughs> this, is, this is my voice we're talking about here. Oh. You feel me? But nah, it was a. Uh, it's a really humbling thing, man. For it's those, one. It's. I'm in. Yeah. Anyway, I was say for those that don't know, what is the name of this poem so that way they can actually go check it out? Actually, right now. Oh, it's so. If you just type in Brandon Leak Warriors, it's like the seven. So this is like the 75th year anniversary of the NBA, just generally. And right. the Warriors are one of the first four teams. Who were ever in the NBA? Didn't know that. And so they've actually been seventy-five years deep in it. Wow. So they uh, they wanted me to do something special for the year, bro. For that to is even still fall into play for you to be able to be a part of that right now, it's already history for them. Now you're a part of their history, bro. Like what the heck? Hey. You're the reason why they're getting ready to get an Emmy, bro. Yo, it was a uh, it was really funny because when they called, I was like, "Hey, yo, just so y'all know, man, I'm a." I grew up a Laker fan. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, hey, that so check was nice though, man. Let's, let's, cool. let's just make this, let this be known real quick. I did grow up a Laker fan. You know what I mean? I'm like, Kobe Bryant was the first basketball player that I ever watched. So I'm like, I'm just going to make sure that everybody's clear. Laker fan, the Laker fan. You know what I'm saying, my brother? You know what I'm hey, saying? Hey, yo, man. We that's a, stay loyal to the soil. You understand? Hey, I'm a, go I, that, that's, a, that's a little hard right now, dog. It is. I'm just gonna yeah, be, it is. We'll be staying, honest with it. We're staying loyal, though. Let's go, Dubs. Let's go, Dubs. Hey, Brandon, but if you don't know what we're here to do, uh, 
uh, on the Blowing Smoke podcast. And I know we got some new listeners tuning in on this one, man. Hey, uh, we're here to give an elevated perspective on everyday situations, mm-hmm. talk some shit, and bring some real news to the table, bro. And while we do that, we usually sip and dip in the process. We, we, we knew coming in, we were like, it's Sunday morning. Let's relax on this one. You know what I mean? Let's <laughs> just kick back. You know what I'm saying? But JG, you was off the what this morning? I know you was talking to me earlier. Well, yeah, this is what I went and actually went and checked out was the Volvo, y'all. Y'all need to go ahead and uh, try that one yourself. It was cool, bro. For me personally, it was like, it kind of tasted like my cookie taste. If I could kind of give it a similar I like the similarity. Logo, bro. If anybody likes to smell like the blue cookies, like the Girl Scout cookies, things like that, this is something that I pretty I think you guys might like also. You know what I'm saying? What's the percentage got, on it? I was just about to say. It got 26%. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so it's okay. not like, oh, man, I'm finna be high off my ass. But you're going to be high and you're going to be tasting on, you know what I'm saying? That that good sticky icky. <laughs> the best way to put it. But get that Volvo if y'all see it. Any, any story, y'all. Y'all know it was Sunday morning. I had to get the Jupiter Jack. I was up this morning feeling good. I knew Brandon was coming in the studio. I'm like, let's go have a good time off that 30%. You know what I mean? That this lime 30%? green. Yeah, but we got to smoke that again. It was pretty good. Say that. Yeah, no, for real. Brandon, you smoke it all? Never actually tried any weed or alcohol. Really? Yeah. Never. Wow. Now, now, one sip ever? Never. Beer? Never. Wine. Never. Connoisseur? Nah. <laughs> Not you? <laughs> Do you have a preference of water that you drink? Shoot, man. Anything but Arrowhead. Anything but Arrowhead. <laughs> make you thirsty again after you come out dry. That's no cap, though. I'm like, we can talk about why that is later, though. Yeah, facts. But no, Brandon, how, how are you, though? I mean, getting into it. I mean, we're in 2022, about almost halfway through. We're about to hit the summer. You know what I mean? Like, how, how, how are you personally going going in this life after the covid and everything going on man dog i'm cool honestly man it's been a it's been a whirlwind um just this year this year gave me a whole lot of beautiful moments so if y'all don't know uh june 19th don't know when this episode drops so it might be after or before whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um june 19th i am the first spoken word artist to have a one person televised special um, that'll be coming out on the CW network. Oh wow! wow. The Man, CW round of applause. Yeah. No, do they give you? Yeah, for real, for real. Do they give you a time slot? Like, actually, when we can actually look out for that? So yeah, I'm at so June nineteenth, uh, eight p.m. I am the closing Ooh. moment for Juneteenth and their celebration for that and Father's Day. Oh, that's wow. so it's a, it's really funny. So like Tay Diggs actually is like the the thing right before me. Oh, oh wow. yeah. So this is really for the culture type thing, cause Tay Diggs really, yeah, cause he put on for uh, for the black people for sure. Oh, without question, man. And Bro, so like, congratulations we, by the way. Oh, appreciate it, man. And we did it all in Stockton. So like, we mm. did the filming at uh, Hagen Museum downtown, uh, mm-hmm. over by Victory Park. Shout out. We uh, so like, the poem that I got most notably known for was the poem from my sister. Uh, mm-hmm. my, that got me my golden buzzer. So like. I we made this special unique so it's not just me on stage, it's me in like particular locations. So like I filmed a poem for my sister at her gravesite. Oh wow. Um, a new one? Oh no, the, the same, same one. one. Okay, okay. Um I did a new poem about my mom at the clinic where she found out she was having it. Mm. Um I performed all of the poems for my family members in our living room. Oh wow. So and it's so, a meaning within a meaning. Oh yeah. So like and it's within a meaning. Mul- like <laughs> So like when a camera pans or like a transition happens, you could be hearing the same poem in a different venue. So like it's a it's gonna be a real unique special. Story. We even got a full animated poem. Wow. Yeah. At that. Yeah. How long is this? How long is this going? How long? I got how, an hour. What? A whole hour. A whole hour. On the same as a comedy. There you go. No way. So I got a full hour. Oh, let's go. Hold on. I'll do that real quick for myself. Hey, shout out, bro. That's a big one, bro. That's a big one, bro. I mean, coming from Stockton, bro, you don't hear spoken word being a career. I mean, not even from Stockton, just in in our generation. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, did you always feel that spoken word would be a career for you? Oh, hell no. I was a hooper. (laughs) 
You were a hooper? I was a hooper, okay. man. Edison High School. Um, went off and played <laughs> Division Two college basketball. Okay. Um, I, I had a... So, short story. I almost went D1. Wow. Um, I was supposed to play at UOP. And then uh, what ended up happening was I played four years at Edison. The coach, I asked him if he would give me a recommendation. And the recommendation he gave me was, yo, Brandon Leak is a great character kid. Uh, he just won't add much. Hmm. What? Come on now. You guys <laughs> not even said anything at that point. And right. so the, 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 the recruiter saw me play and he was like, yo, man, you did a really good job at like our tryouts here. And the players really like you. But, uh, man, we'd like to white shirt you. So you'd be like our team manager for the year. And then next year we'll red shirt you. And then next mm-hmm. year, the, we'll, the year after basically. we'll let you play. Right. And the I was 360 like, deal for sports in college. Right. You feel me? <laughs> oh, we'll see. Yeah. And I was like, prideful 18 year old me is like, man, fuck that. I'm just going to mm-hmm. go. And uh, I went and played D2. Had a great time and then found poetry after that. So Where, where, where D2? Redding, California. Okay, there you go. In the middle of butt frick nowhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember. How was, was that? What was that experience like leaving Stockton? Man, bro, I recommend for anybody, even not just Stockton, but just generally get out your hometown for at least a year or two. It's like you learn so much about you and who you are as a person by just getting out. Because um, I went to a very white city in Reading mm-hmm. and there's nothing like being in a place where you have to like being in such a white place I never appreciated black culture as much until I was there there we go mm-hmm. because I was surrounded by black people I was surrounded by Hispanics I was surrounded by Filipinos and so like so much of our cultural stuff was just a norm and then going there it was like oh like classic example right somebody asked me they're like yo man like you've never seen Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and I was like I bet you've never seen Friday and they're like I've seen the Rebecca Black video uh, wow wow that has wow that's their similarity <laughs> trying to say like, hey i know we've seen this together but they they didn't know what they never heard of the movie friday, friday. oh <laughs> they didn't know who ice cube was yeah but i'm hearing it but i'm like you know it's just <laughs> that's not my, no i mean it's not not normal but it's just like okay all right no i hear you and what so you're dealing like, with is not on a on a normal me? everyday basis and so i'm like I'm like, yo, so this is like a whole new world. But like, it, uh, Redding, Redding gave me something. I was able to, by the time I left the college, because when I showed up, there was only nine black people on campus. By the wow. time I left, we were at four. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again, because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. And we had like a diversity committee on campus and all this other stuff because of the poetry work that we did. Wow. What the hell? How, how did you get into the poetry work over there? Yeah. Well, I was hooping and uh, you ever do something and like the work you put in just ain't like the results ain't coming. Yeah. That was me Worst with fair. basketball. Um, like my freshman year, they're not playing me a lot. And the coach says, yo, you're good enough to play. 
but the politics are I paid a lot of people to right. be here, right. and we didn't pay you, right. so I can't play you as much. But next year I got you on scholarship. It's, so they give me a scholarship. It's was worse coach, now. Uh, I feel Af- like was this coach African American? No, nah. no, nah. okay, okay, okay. So, but I get it. I'm like the politics of you know you paid somebody to on scholarship to be there, and you know people are like, hey, you ain't paying, you ain't playing the person we paid. Mm-hmm. What's going on? I'm like, hey, next year's my year. He retires. Oh damn! <laughs> oh my god! And then coach a new coach in. came in, and he brought in his two sons. Oh yeah, yeah there's nope. no room for nobody. Nope. And no his two sons played my position. Uh, Bro, are you serious? So yeah, and I just took that as a sign from God. I'm like, hey, got basketball got me here, but basketball is evidently not what I'm supposed to keep doing. Mm-hmm. So I left hoop uh, and prayed about it, and then I found spoken word, and I was like, hey man, poetry will be what it is for me. And how see. supportive with the fam, bro. I mean, as a career choice, poetry, uh, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, <laughs> like, what was the process like in the beginning trying to get it serious, make it serious? Man, so I'll go that into that. Go ahead. So, like, the process of trying to become a professional poet is the same process of becoming any professional artist, which I'm sure you guys have gone through. Right. You just work a regular job until the, you know, the art pays for itself. Right. And so I was just like, I was a teacher. I was working at nonprofits. I had a degree, so it's not like I was like hard on cash. It was just a if I'm I'm hard on cash because I'm putting cash into my art, right? And so it's like, yo, cuh, like for instance, with this studio, it's like, oh well, you know, I made a good paycheck this week, but I got to put put money on the studio space. I got to put get new get new mics. I got to mm-hmm. get the lighting and all the other stuff. True. So for me, it looked like, oh, I got to get gas to get to the show. I got to have merch to sell at the show. I'm not getting paid a bunch from the show. So it was paying my dues, doing a bunch of free shows in the beginning, sucking at stuff, getting a lot better, writing they, a whole lot. Are these shows of local po- uh, poetry nights and all that stuff? Or they go oh, these? Everything, everything. From I did churches, I did coffee shops, I did um, poetry venues um, from Los Angeles all the way up to Reading. No, I was like, moving. yo, cuz. Where, where would you find out? In the, where would you find in the beginning was like your biggest dem- market demographic? Black women. Oh, wow. Black women love poetry. Um, what would be like the venues that you would experience that? I would see envision maybe it being comedy church. clubs. Really? Yeah. Comedy like clubs. Like Tommy T's or what? Tommy T's was my spot. There you yeah. go. Tommy T's and uh, Laughs Unlimited in the Sack. Sack, Sack was my main hub. Yep. Um, because when I moved back from Reading and I came here, I was like, okay, Stockton ain't got nothing mm-hmm. for me, so I right. need to find another spot. Right. And so yeah. Sack had the most options. And so uh, what it looked like for me in the beginning was just – Three nights a week driving to SAC, performing as much as I could. Wow. And then inevitably I, I got my features in every Sacramento location, my recommendations, and I was like, okay, I want to tour. So I toured, did 25 shows in 12 cities. I was like, cool. Wow. Five of them out of state. Got married, stopped doing poetry for a year to focus on being a married man. Told my wife, I'm like, hey, I want to get back into it. And then I did a 150-show tour. Damn. Around the world before I was on the show. Okay, now how? Wait, when wait, did this wait, like? Hold on, I gotta break down like the year process of this because it's like when you say you got when you got into college and you when did this start going on so, tour? Uh, graduated yeah. graduated college twenty fourteen. Okay. Started doing poetry in twenty twelve. Twenty fifteen, I get really involved in poetry in SAC. Mm-hmm. Twenty sixteen, I tour uh, and do my like 30, 30 shows. Wow. Twenty seventeen, I'm married taking the year off. Wow. Um, 
that was actually the first year I tried out for America's Got Talent and didn't make the show. Okay. And then 2018 to 2019, I toured. And did 150? 150. Went as far as New Zealand, Canada, Mexico, and 36 states. Brandon, I'm not going to lie. Like, when I, I think of, like, these contestants on America's Got Talent, my thought is, like, they've been doing it in the living room, and then they come out on the show, and then they turn into superstars. So you're saying you've been putting in the work way before you even hopped on the show? Hell long. Yeah, right? we haven't even got the <laughs> that's, that's true. Like, okay. And then 2019, my wife, Prego. Okay. So I'm like, hey, need health insurance and this poetry yeah. don't provide. Right. So let's uh let's bounce out and go get health insurance. And then I start teaching. Oh really? And then because I was teaching beforehand, but I was te- I became a full time teacher again. But then after that, I uh I tried out for the show again. What did because, you what did you teach? I'm sorry. Uh English. English? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I've taught at three schools. Um, in fact, the first year I taught was the my, was my first year being married, um, and those kids are freshmen in college right now. Oh wow! Another congratulations, yeah. bro! You got people actually okay. Yeah, so like I had about because I taught at a small charter school and I taught every freshman, and we had about, like, 112. You confirmed it for me. One of my boys was like, bro, I think he substituted for me once. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, okay, okay. 110 of my 112 freshmen are in college. Wow. That's tight. Wow, yeah, that's something that, do you actually, like, connect with them still to this day? Or, like, reach about out, like, like, keep going? About, like, 20 of them came to the show. Oh, so they wow. really come back and support you. Oh, yeah. See, that, that's a blessing, bro. Because I, I was invested in them. Like, they knew it. Because even after I left, I came, I, came to, I came to graduation. I came to basketball games. I came to badminton games. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was still around. Right, uh, they would hit me up on Instagram, and I'd be like, hey, yo, I'm here. Like, if you need me, mm-hmm. tap in. Um, but no, 2019, I try out for the show. 2020, I make the show. I find out I make What made sh- you want to go? You just did 150, 150 cities, right? Or oh. What made you want to be like, I still need America's Got Talent, or I should go do this America's Got Talent? It was a barometer. Mm, okay. Um, what does that mean? It was a measuring stick for me. Okay. Because, like, I knew I got better, but how much better? Mm. Right? So, like, not only did I do AGT, but I did this thing called Individual World Poetry Slam which is like the top 150 poets from around the world come to one city and compete. Okay. And I was number 17. Oh, of damn. Of 150. Wow. Yeah. And the first time I did it, I was 127. So prove you're seeing growth. So I was like, yo, how much better am I? Right. Mm. And so I'm like, these were my two measuring sticks. And then I fucked around and made the show yeah. <laughs> and then won the show. But no, so like... <laughs> um, That's hey. my... I and so like in Back. relation to your question like the way it looked was 2015 when i start doing poetry heavy and sack my folks are like hey this is a good hobby for him because i've only moved back to stockton because i i bought an engagement ring for a woman and then we broke up and this is before facetime so it was on it was on uh skype mm-hmm we broke up on Skype, mm. and then I lost my job two weeks later, and then I lost my apartment two weeks after that, oh, it's going and then down. I had to move back. So basically, fam's looking at you like, man, you're going through some shit, we get it, like, you know, you, got, you know yo, what I mean? And they're like, yo, this is his outlet, so yeah. let's give it to him. Mm-hmm. And so, and plus, I'm an adult, and they're like, yo, side note, love this do for love song. Um, <laughs> side note. But, uh, but no, they, uh, they're like, yo, have fun, do what you do. 
And I'm like, yo, like, I really want to pursue this. And my mom's like, okay, like, just keep doing your job. And as long as the job is paying and then, you know, when poetry pays enough, when it pays enough, Mm -hmm. um, go do it. it. They're emphasizing it for sure. And uh, so that's 2015. 2016, when I'm touring, I'm still working a regular job. And then I get fired Mm. because I took a day. I took a sick day to go do a show. Mm Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm thinking nothing of it. I post about it on Instagram. No. And then they they see it and they call me into the office my next day back. And they're like, hey, sick days aren't allowed to be used for personal days. You're let go. Wow. Wow. And it was actually really, it was a, God taught me so much in my humility because he was like, yo, what I'm building in you has to be built in integrity and you can't lie to build anything good. Mm-hmm. So you have to swallow that. Move forward. Okay. So I swallow it. it. So the way you're saying you should have actually told them what you were doing, and if they understood that, they understood that. Yeah. If they understood that, they understood that. If they didn't, they didn't. Because Mm -hmm. guess what? A nigga went to a a immense humbling spot, which is how I knew my wife was going to hold me down, because I met my wife in my most humbling moment, Mm -hmm. because I got let go, and then I met her when I was selling direct TV in Costco. Yep. I'm listening. Yep. Cause and I was working for some offshoot company, making like twelve dollars an hour at co- standing in Costco selling Direct TV, which don't nobody want to buy that shit. I'm yeah. walking past them every time, bro. Yeah. You feel me? And when something happens to your kitchen, you might say this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim. Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. I'm the guy who graduated from college with a degree, with two degrees. And then niggas who I know who are still in town walking into the store like, hey, yo, B, what's good, bro? Right. Right. You good? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah. They're like, Man, didn't you go to college? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And they're like, what? why are you here selling direct TV? And my wife held me down in that season. Damn. That's when we was just dating. Yep. That's and tight. so That's tight. I leave that to then teaching full time. Get a, I actually, one of the guys who I was pitching on direct TV, he was like, you'd be a really good teacher come to this school tomorrow and I, I might have a job for you. Really? Wow, just like that? Just like that. You don't have to get a license to be a teacher? Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah? But you can get a provisional license. Oh, so you while, So I was actually in school becoming a teacher while teaching. There you oh, go. Wow, he put you on. It's like an um, apprenticeship. Factual. And then what happened after that was, so in that season, my family's like, you lost your fucking job doing poetry? <laughs> you're still in boxes you feel me <laughs> and they're like uh how's this work and then um i'd start teaching and everybody's like oh he got it out of his system he's good uh, he's got a career you yeah. Feel me? yeah and then i quit to go do the 150 show tour and they're like <laughs> Bro, again, again? <laughs> the, vision, the vision mom and then so i knock out the 150 show tour get Wife's pregnant, pregnant, and my mom's like, my mom's like the biggest supporter in the family. My grandma's the hater. Oh, uh, but that like my grandma's like an old Southern woman from Oklahoma, so she's like, "Yo, you get a job, you get a pension, and then you don't leave that joint until after you're done." Right, understood. Um, 
And uh, I'll fast forward. I win the show. Everybody's celebrating. I come back home. And the first thing my grandma says is, yo, you, you ain't, you ain't going to quit that job now, is you? Mm. And I was like, what? And she like was like, because I, I was working at Delta at the time. And she was like, yeah, this poetry thing, that, that, that money going to go away. You need a job. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, grandma, I was good enough to win. America's got freaking talent. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you still want me to have a day job? Uh, I'm like, come on, fam. But, it's the generation, though. It can't can't blame them. Because I feel like my grandma's on that same tip. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like they, they, they're used to nine to five. They're used to stability. You know what I mean? Oh. In this world that we're living in right now, there's no stability at all. I feel like. You feel not me? world, but like entrepreneurship thing that we're talking oh. about. And it, not even just that, man. Like, they they kind of, like, we're, we all minorities in the room. They have an understanding of a very different world than the one that we grew up in. Like, my grandma grew up in segregated water fountains. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Damn. Yes, like, sir. Yes, like sir. Back of the bus treatment. And she's like, yo, like, they will take this from you whenever they want. So make sure that you have whatever, make sure that you hold on to whatever you have. So that way can't nobody take it from you. Mm-hmm. Like that's my grandma's mentality is like, yo, the the only thing that you have is what you earn. And if you're relying on other people, then you can't earn it. And I'm like, well, I'm building mine. Like, and so it's a, it's just a whole different world, man. Nah, I bet. Whole different world. I, I want to touch on America's Got Talent just a little bit. I was going to bring something. Okay, yep. okay. Yep. I said just, what was one of the favorite memories from it? If you, you look back, like, oh. like you can say off the top, one of your favorite memories from that, that man, time period. Genuinely, my favorite memory is uh, the hotel. So, like, my season was so different because we were all yeah, quarantined yeah, was... in a hotel with mm, each other. Yeah. Okay. So, normally, folks is just, they put you in a hotel but like folks ain't never there because they just mm-hmm. traveling around LA, hanging out, doing stuff. But with COVID, everybody, nobody could leave. Right, 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 and right. So, oh, so you know, this is when I had seen the screens and all that. Everybody, the audience were screens, basically. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like we was just yeah. with the all the other artists. So we all, all we had was each other. And so like Absolutely. they brought us disgusting ass food to the room. <laughs> Damn. Um, but we were right by Universal Studios, and there's an In-N-Out by there. There's a great Mexican food spot. There's a couple Asian food spots, Panda yeah. Express, and some other food. And so I got to I got to know the security guard, and this is my favorite moment. I was like, "Hey, just so you know, you didn't see us." Mm. And he was like, "What you mean?" I was like, "In like five minutes, you didn't see us." Don't and he looked at me. He was I'll like, come down. "Didn't see you where?" And I was like, "Exactly." Yeah. And then we walked away, and then like. Like ten of us just walked out of the hotel, oh, you a real and then just went over to In and Out for the one time. Came back, I handed him a burger and fries, and I was like, "Lactose intolerant, right?" He was like, "Ah, that's tight, bro. You that's real, tight. Bro. I ain't gonna lie. So you, you came got... through for the contestants too. So I didn't do that. Damn, bro. So it was basically a whole networking event in that hotel every every oh, night, basically. Bro. Cause we would just, cause since nobody else was there, we would just watch each other. Mm-hmm. Cause like when when we weren't on a particular episode, everybody would gather in my room and we would watch the episode that's currently happening. That's and we'd be like, "Hey, let's see what's happening with everybody. That's let's tight. see who's performing." Yep. And it would be hella fun. You built some friendships in it. Oh, I still got lifelong homies. That's shout tight. out! That's shout, shout out! out Selena Graves, Shakira McGrath, Double Dragons. Uh, Oh man, you guys split up, so you guys aren't a group no more. But uh, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, uh, shout out to my man Austin yeah. and Joey, yeah. uh, the wild man that he is. Talk man. about performances. You have a, a most favorite and a least favorite from when you were up there. I mean, because well, I mean, I, they all look great from an audience standpoint, but like you personally critiquing yourself. No least favorite. Um, 
favorite was the one for my daughter. Um, at that point, I never thought I would win the show. Right. Um, you won so, with that one, correct? Yeah, I did. So that was my last one. Yeah, that's um, amazing, bro. But I just remember because I, you, essentially how it works is you have to pitch your either songs or your dances or your poems that you want to do really because they have to clear them really so especially for national with, television for sure yeah. especially with songs and people singing them if they're not you have to pay for it and mm-hmm. so they already have a preset list of songs that they bought mm. and so it's like hey they highly recommend you sing from this a uh, list of like a thousand songs that they had mm-hmm. um unless it's an original already, they're copyrighted and all that and all that stuff so they ain't got to pay no more extra money gotcha. but with mine it was all i was like the enigma of the group because they were like we can't tell you what to say. Right. We can't tell you what not to say, except for cursing. You can't mm-hmm. curse on TV. Um, but they're like, are you sure you want to do this poem for your kids to close out? You don't want to do something different? Really? They're trying to stir you? Because they're like, yo, we like the poem, but like, you know, you're coming off of just doing like a really emotional poem about your dad. Like, do right. you want to do something, you know, do you want to do something to your mom or something like that? I was like, oh, no. Like, if I can close, I'm closing to my kids. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? This will be a gift my daughter will forever be able to keep. And that was all that I went through. I was like, if I win or lose, it don't matter. I'm like, I already won. A poet's never been on the show. A poet never made it this far. I'm like, if I didn't get the Millie, I never thought I'd get the Millie. So I was like, I'm good. (laughs) Which wasn't even a million (laughs) dollars. Respect. Respect. So that tax is real, ain't it? Bro, so... Anyway, yes, yeah, I don't even want to. If we, yeah, I, I hate talking about people's finances. I ain't gonna talk about I've sold this wanna, story a million times, okay? Bro, so I can tell you, yeah. So, short short of it, you win a million dollars present day value. Present, present day, day value, value, meaning the first person who won the show won a million dollars. The dollar that they won was more valuable than the dollar we have now because of inflation. <laughs> so, I won seven hundred thousand dollars, okay, that you got taxed on. Then I got taxed on. Okay. So and taxes took four hundred and fifty. God, it's real life half. God <laughs> damn, that was more than half. Honestly, and so I got two fifty out of it. Damn, which yeah. is the largest payday I've still yeah, ever had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that's, a, that's like, a hit for sure. I'm like, that's what it. I'm talking about. Uh, damn, bro. And I'm yo, they believed in you then. They believed in you in that. Did, at that moment, they seen the vision. Did you like, see any other special treatment being the first uh, spoken word on AGT? Besides kind of like them really can't control you type thing? That was the biggest cheat code. Yeah. The, I'd probably say the other cheat code I had was the other artists didn't get known outside of like their little VO package before their performance. Mm. You got to know me through the poems. You did. Right. You did. Like, right. Like when somebody's up there singing like a Celine Dion song, it's like, oh, they're a Celine Dion fan Mm -hmm. or they just like the song. But when I'm up there and you're hearing me talk about like, yo, my sister died or Mm -hmm. like I didn't think I was going to come home alive. It's like, oh, no, like I'm invested in branding the person, not just this poem. And that was like one of my biggest Chico's. People actually wanted to come back and listen to you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not to hear their favorite song that this person actually might perform. They wanted to come back and listen to you. Mm-hmm. Factual. That's a trip, bro. That's a trip. What was it like actually like, you know, other than like when you were did you get nervous, bro? Like what was your most nerve wracking moment upon on that stage? The first one, the last one? Was it like, you know what I'm saying? Like um, the last one. Yeah. So like the the show is usually everybody's live. You have to perform live. Mm-hmm. So that's how the show normally goes. But my season, they switched it up since with COVID. And what they ended up doing was they let some people be pre-taped. But the way you pre-tape is 
it's like horse. You have to call your shot. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, you have two takes. You either say on your first take. What's up, everyone? It's Boss Britt. And it's DJ Excel. If you're a fan of the queer culture and lifestyle, then be sure to check out and subscribe to the No Homo Show. We're a show that shares true stories that are uncut, funny, relatable, and of course, gay from a lesbian's perspective. That's right. Brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network. Before the take. This is it. This is it. Oh, wow. Or you say, before the first take, this is my practice. And so if you have a great first take. I was just about to ask. It just becomes B-roll. Get the fuck out of here. And then the second take becomes your real take. You might stutter on the second one. Yep. I think I like the live performance. I'll shoot for Because the, the live one, it's just like, hey, cub. This is it. This, <laughs> you practice for this. You know what like, I mean? This is yeah. all I have. Yeah. And so I hated that because every other performance I did was live. And mm-hmm. so live, I'm like, hey, even if I mess up, freestyle. I'm in there. I can get this done. But with a pre-tape, I'm like, oh, frick. Mm-hmm. So what happened was I actually fumbled horribly no. in my first take. So you did practice run first. You wanted yep. that one. There you go. Smart. I, Let's go. I, okay. I looked at them. I was like, practice. There you go. And they were like, okay. And then as soon as I got done messing up, I was like, frick, yes. Let's go. <laughs> and they looked at me and they're like, you just messed up really badly. Why are you so happy? I was like, oh, because I know if I messed up now, I'm going to be great now. Do right. And they're like. Okay, yep. and I was like Kobe zoned in, and then as soon as the as soon as they said action, and the camera on the crane came down, in it. That's what it is. That's in amazing. It. You just bro. hit that zone, bro. How, how important is discipline to you? I oh, mean, bro, I got a whole YouTube series. By the way, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Subscribe uh, to Brandon Leak, man. Brandon B R A N D O N Leak L E A K E. Uh, you'll see me eating a donut. Uh, we drop <laughs> two pieces. We drop two videos a week. There We're doing go. that for the next three years. Uh, I already have a year's worth of content pre-made. So there you go. You're going to get content from there me. There you go. Go, go follow, like, comment, well, and subscribe. The the pictures of me eating a donut when I got first went to Voodoo Donuts in, in Portland. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Voodoo, Voodoo Donuts, yeah. I just want to shout out Munchies Donuts. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to our sponsors. Yeah, shout uh, out Munchies Donuts. Too, if you guys, hey, if you Munchies Mini Donuts, time. bro. They're Fire. Huge. I like huge. the slide. Shoot, uh, man. What was but, uh, how important? Wait, hold on, hold on. You didn't answer. How important is discipline, though? Oh, discipline is wildly important. Mm-hmm. I was saying I got a YouTube series called Discipline Over Motivation. The reality is um, motivation is very minimally important, um, but discipline is most certainly important. And I like I struggle with it a lot. Um, struggled with it or you struggle? Like, what do you mean? Still currently struggling with discipline. Because, like, I'm disciplined with things that I enjoy. And, I like, for instance, I enjoy working out, but I have tons of excuses not to work out. I got two kids mm-hmm. who keep me up late at night, who wake up early in the morning, right. and it's like, yo, cuz, like the moment I have to rest, I'm trying to, I'm trying to sleep, trying to relax, trying to, you know, what <laughs> I mean? trying to hang out with wifey, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to, you know what I mean? Say Enjoy that. my time, but it's like, hey, yo, Brandon, man, like if you want to look the way you want to look, or be the best you that you feel like you can be possible, it's gonna take that this. discipline. That, 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 you feel mm-hmm. me? And Kobe Bryant had a quote that like I'm, I'm getting, I'm probably gonna get tattooed on me. Um, and, uh, he said, I don't negotiate with myself. Ooh, I don't negotiate with myself. Meaning what you get from that. What? Cause what he, the whole quote is, I don't negotiate with myself. I set a contract with myself. I work out this time every day. I fell asleep at three in the morning yesterday. I was up at four 30 this morning training. Mm. He's like, I don't negotiate, you know, cause people wake up and they'd be like, ah, I could work out in like an hour. Push it back. I can push everything back an hour tomorrow for me doing this. He's like, none of that. 
does he's like i'm i made the decision and there's no negotiations damn it's like contracts i've seen those results too if you do that shit you feel me and i'm like to like today's my day one of not negotiating i worked out Mm -hmm. 5 a.m oh wow your day bro for real day one where you work do you go home or gym oh i built a gym oh let's go are you really yeah ain't no going back now you gotta stay out. consistent. They don't come outside and motivate. Daddy, keep going. You feel <laughs> me? At, man, my wife and I had a hard conversation, and she gave me a severe piece of game that she heard from somebody, and she said, "Yo, imagine like you know you not being as fit as you want to be, or not being as like where you want to be in life." And your kids ask like, "Yo, how come you're not there?" And it'd be like, "Cause of you." Mm. Mm. Wow, that's because we'll use kids as the excuse. We'll be like, "Dang, man, I'd work out, but you know the kids. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd eat healthier, but the kids. It's like I dare you to say that to them, right? You feel me? Like, say that to them, right? Mm. That's deep. That is that's deep. deep. (laughs) That's that's deep. Touching on fatherhood a little bit, uh, doing my research and you being vocal about it, knowing that your um, your father wasn't being present or not being present. How did that change your way you you parent? Ah. Um, probably the biggest thing I learned is doing the opposite of something bad. Doing the opposite of something bad does not mean you were doing the right thing. Doing the opposite of something bad does not mean you were doing the right thing. Yeah, because what I understood, what I would oftentimes try to do with my life would just be like, "Hey, Oka, like that's not the right thing. So let me just do the opposite of it." And morality does not swing that way. Morality is in the middle, mm. and there's bad on both sides. Mm. So if you swing from bad. To the other side, it's just as bad. Hmm. It's like politics. Like, left wing, right wing, both niggas is horrible. Right. Like, it's just whether or not you find that good in the middle. Damn. Let's talk about it. Okay. So, like, finding that good balance in the middle is where that morality lies of what being a good dad is. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, because... You have an I, example? I'm sorry? Yeah. Like, being... My dad was absent. So, the opposite of that is being present. Mm-hmm. But if you're not healthily present... You could do more damage than the absent father. Wow. Oh wow, damn, that's true. Healthily present, like, that's true. Like, Healthy. there's a lot of people who had dads who got bad daddy issues because their dads was horrible people. Mm-hmm. They were in the house every night too. You feel me? At the mm-hmm. crib every day, mm-hmm. being horrible to their kids. Right. And I'm like, no. So like, it's not just about being present because I'm gone a lot because of my job. Mm-hmm. But I'm when I'm there. Psh- Best dad material. There you go. You feel me? I got something for the for just uh for you, for, the, for the children. I ain't gonna cap because I gotta know, man. Because you got you got two daughters, correct? I got a son and a daughter. Oh, my yeah, daughter's two. two, and my son is nine months. Two. Okay, wait. Your daughter's two. My son is nine months. And your son is nine months. Oh wow! Congratulations to wife too, by the way. That's okay. Um, wife, with, be like we ain't having no more. Kids. <laughs> you ain't having no more. <laughs> no, we got the boy and a girl. Shoot, my wife. My wife is like, my sleep sold you. We ain't having no. Don't ask me no <laughs> more. Like, no. Until I get two years of recovery sleep, it's no more kids. Now, what would you want next, though, boy or girl? Oh, it's all cake from here. You don't. It's you don't. all frosting from here, man. Don't matter. We're gonna adopt a kid. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I for sure am adopting a kid. Preference. I'm, I don't know if this is too far, but is there a preference in ethnicity? Uh. Not necessarily. I mean, I'm in an interracial marriage. So, like, you know, uh, for myself, I, you know, I have a heart and affinity for black kids because go, they're the least adopted. Mm-hmm. There we go. And so My I'm dad like, was adopted. He's black. So you're right. You know what I mean? So I'm it's like, true. yeah, I'm like, I want, I want, I just want to make my home a place for 
a child or two who otherwise wouldn't find it. You know what I mean? Like show, cause I know what's going to happen and I'm prepared for it mentally. Um, my wife isn't, um, they'll, t- they'll hit 15 and they're going to be like, I want to know my real parents and be like, well, we are as real as ever. Mm-hmm. But also if you want to know your bio parents, I, I have their paperwork. You can get to know them and I'm okay with that. My wife is not. She's like, you, you'd be willing to like, just let them go. And I'm like, yeah, like I had a stepdad who's mm-hmm. by all intents and purposes, not necessarily the greatest stepdad in the world. Uh, but I'm like, and I wanted to know my real dad. Like, and as much as that may have hurt that person, I would hope he would understand the right. longing of like, yo, I want to know why I'm here. Right. Right. So, yeah, no, nah, I, I definitely want more kids. And would you... Do you have a date on when you want to be able to adopt? Like, is it like I don't know how I feel old like you are JG's right now, really trying to get but it's like, are you going to keep recently, having yeah. when? When's your cutoff limit to when you don't want to get any more children? Oh, cutoff limit. Um, like forty when years I'm old. 40. I'm, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm thirty right now. I just turned thirty May fourth. Oh, oh, just just yeah. happy belated birthday. Happy belated hey, birthday, bro. Belated for happy sure. Belated. What'd you do? Oh man, chilled the hell out. Nice. I've been. Cause we just got so like we've been in post for this special, which I'm heavily involved in. I got an album dropping um, in like two months. When you say yeah. album, you mean an Singing? album of spoken word. Oh, so I got we were in the top ten nominations for spoken word album of the year at the Grammys. Well, uh, yes, yep, yep. So a lot of people don't know. When you it, say but like, we like. So I did a combo album with my boy Black Chakra out of Baltimore. So we had an album called Level. If you wow. haven't heard it, I'd recommend you give it a listen. It's Definitely probably one of it it's the best spoken word album that came out. Wow. But the problem is spoken word album of the Talk year at the Grammys man. includes audiobooks. So my boy Jay Ivy got nominated because only five get nominated. We were in the top ten. Uh, but he lost because the other people nominated were Barack Obama, mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Don Cheadle and John Lewis. It's definitely a great list to be in, though. Yeah, but definitely damn, a great though. list to like, be in. Yeah, yeah. and all them niggas just did audiobooks. That's crazy. Ah, so okay. it's just audiobooks. So yeah. this upcoming year, spoken word should have its own category, and audiobooks have its own category. Gotcha. Right? Which then means I'm going to win. It was like podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah let's and go. Media. Like radio, when they had the awards, like they, there was no podcasting awards, so they put them all on one, and they didn't. Yeah, because like because then every year it's gonna be freaking Charlemagne and them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> Very true. Very killing them with the numbers. I think you kind of already answered the question I was gonna ask. I was really gonna say like, what's marriage like for you? How's how's it been for your process? Oh, uh, difficult. Yeah, difficult. She and I are. She's my partner. I love her to death, but it's. Um, she married a local poet. She didn't marry America's Got Talent winning poet. We went through so many life changes in three months. Wow. Say that. Damn. Say that. You can only imagine, man. My daughter's born on leap year, February 29th. Oh, wow. COVID <laughs> shuts down the world two weeks after she's born. Mm. The day COVID shuts down the world, I get my golden buzzer. From America, yeah. And then my daughter... <laughs> is now three months old, and they're like, hey, since you're on the show, you have to go to L.A. for the next two and a half months. Yeah. Side note, your family can't come. Uh, Damn. Yeah. Was, like, that, that was something that when that, I was thinking in the hotel, I was like, is he by himself? Like, I think you were him. And Still how, working at Delta online. How, how soon are you into being married at this moment? After February 29th, now she's born, but like... Two and a half years. Two and a half years at this point? Yeah, two and a half years of marriage. Gotcha. Right? And like, 
definitely puts a, a, a wall there. You gotta, you Dog. know what I'm saying? Like, and like, like, are you really gonna go do this? Yeah, like, man. you're really gonna go to LA right now type thing? And she was so supportive. She That's was amazing. like, yo, go. Oh, wow. Like, this That's is your amazing. dream. Pursue it. The hard part came after I won. Mm. Because after I won, it was really simple because everything was on Zoom. So I was able to perform online a bunch. Mm hmm. But when I hit the road now, my wife used to come. Mm -hmm. Like that 150 show tour, we were in New Zealand together for, you guys are experiencing for two it weeks. Together. Nice. We were in New York for like five days. Right. But now we got a, it's COVID and we got a newborn. Mm -hmm. My wife's at home. Yeah. She ain't on the road with me. Yeah. So now I'm city to city, tour to tour. And she's like, It's a lot of work. I'm at home with the kids. With the kids, though. The house and the kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, that becomes hard mm -hmm. because now even when I come home, hey, look, what does date night look like mm -hmm. with a kid? Damn. And time just doesn't stop. They're growing. You feel me? Yeah. And we and so like when we finally got to a point with our daughter where it was like, hey, okay, like we can finally go out pregnant. Mm. Number two. <laughs> Number two is on the way. <laughs> and then you reset because now right. my daughter's completely capable of like. Going to grandma's house, spending the night, but we have a newborn who needs her twenty four seven. Right, right. And now it's like one. if we go on a date night, little man's with us. Mm -hmm. If we go anywhere, little man with us. Mm -hmm. Daughter can be somewhere else, but yeah. little man is here. Mm. And so now we never get a break from kids. Never. And so now it's like my wife and I. That's why like this next four years is really important for us because we're like, hey, we're not having kids for another four mm -hmm. because when we adopt a kid. It's going to be in the next three to four because we want time for just us. Right. Because we want my son to hit a year so that way he can start going over to grandma's house and spend the night with sister. Oh, and yeah. they can hang out. Yep. And then now. Date night. Date night. <laughs> date night. <laughs> Even if we don't go not a damn place. Right. Even if it's just us at the crib. A couple right. of hours though, man. Mm -hmm. You feel me? And it's just quiet. <laughs> it's just, we, movies in uh, you feel me grapes order order in some pizza like yo cut we ain't doing a damn thing right. or let's work out together let's do whatever we would like to do together the family walk we normally do let's walk it without the kids yeah keep it going but you yeah. feel me enjoy feel just enjoy time mm -hmm. so yeah fam it uh this this put a large strain on us but it also it provided more time than i've ever had Awesome. Because working a nine to five, I would be gone. You'd be absent. I'd be gone a bunch. Mm -hmm. I'd be gone before the kids woke up, and I'd be gone, and I wouldn't get back until the kids were about halfway done with dinner and were about to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Right. But That's now, my yeah, wife misses me for like a, ten days out the month, but the other twenty, I'm there all day. Yep. When she wakes up, helping she, her with the breakfast, all and whatever it may be. I take the kids for the first three hours of the day. There you go. Every for the first, so you are you cooking breakfast for the kids? Are you like a cereal type dad? What you do? Oh no, I I get down. <laughs> you get down. <laughs> I get down. Waffles, daddy. <laughs> you, doing? What you, you getting all that? Oh man, dog. Like I make quiche. Oh shit. Okay. Like, okay. I get I like I make Cajun style chicken with like a nice little like uh, a nice little like uh, sautéed like Ooh. cheese dish. Wow. Like, hey, I we, do stuffed pasta shells. Like, I actually have a cooking show coming out on my YouTube oh, so channel. Let's do some cooking content really? together. Yeah. And then we all got to do that. I'm like, we, I get we, down, we, bro. we like to throw down too, bro. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to do yeah. something. Yeah. Like, like, I... I just bought like a really nice like pressure cooker too, oh, and yeah. I'm about to get down. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've never tried the, the air fryer cooker, yet. No, no. Then we talking about F the up the game fryer. with that one. You feel me? That's like, gonna be nice. 
that the ones that suffocated it and then basically it's ready in five minutes or whatever, something like that? Yeah, depending on what you put in there. So, like, if you put pork belly, that's, like, a six-hour joint. Okay. Yeah. In okay. order to get it, like, tender to. Okay. Super tender to, like, fork and just eat it type shit. Next, you feel me? Falling off the bone type shit. Yep. Yeah. I, just, I just used it to make this really bomb turkey chili. Yeah. Turkey chili? Turkey chili. I don't really eat red meat no more outside of burgers. Mm. Like, you don't, you don't eat steak? I don't really like steak. Damn. I've never been a steak dude, but I make a bomb steak. You make a bomb steak? I make a bomb steak. I can't make a steak for shit. I ain't going to cap. My I girl got to make, make all steak. my steaks. Bro, it's a... Uh, the hardest part God, that I... Man. You just said that on camera too, bro. That's shout out bad. Becky. Yeah, That's shout terrible. out Becky. I can't do it, bro. I can't do it, bro. <laughs> you got to make a steak. The Go hard ahead. part for me was just learning how to get the temperatures. Because, yeah. like, I'm not a... Like, I'm I, I'm an abomination to most steak eaters. I'm not the guy to, like, have a bunch of red in the middle. You so you like a well done steak? I, I, I like a little, I like a little thin layer of red in the middle. Mm-hmm. But that's just because I don't trust it. Okay, mm-hmm. um, you gonna be good regardless. He's a medium well. Yeah, I'm a medium, medium well. Yeah, mm-hmm. you feel me? But like, I can cook medium rare to oh. perfection. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Butter basted joint. You feel me? With the aromatics, I'm I'm game. So yeah, you yeah. know what it looked like to you know you know how to you know how to make I know how to push. I know how to touch it and know what temperature I'm at. Wow, that's oh, tight. You, do the you got test. the finger test. Yeah, man. I, I'm trying out for, like, dead ass. Then people don't know this. But next year, after my son's a year old, I'm trying out for MasterChef. What? Really? Yeah, I'm trying out. Oh, bro, we got to do some food content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We need some for content sure. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to see. The process before, for that we'll let be you know so if you're ready for wait. MasterChef. Hey, I got that? you, cuz. I got you. <laughs> Make some bomb chicken tacos. Hell yeah. Maria right now. Hell yeah, I need that. Now, for your, do you book yourself or do you have an agent, manager? Well, when I did the 150 show joint, I booked it all. Um, How do you book your own 150 shows, man? Yeah, we need some games. I sent out 2,000 emails. Oh, wow. I made. I made eight thousand phone calls. Oh yeah, you actually wow. did a lot of. So while I was while I was I was teaching and I had an off period, my entire off period, mm. calling, 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 double checking, making sure anything and everything is set up. Right. Um, I don't know how I did it because I'm not organized enough to book a tour, mm-hmm. and I'm like I couldn't do it now, but I have way too much on my plate. Um, but now I have a manager, I have a booking agent, I have two people who I pay full time staff mm-hmm. members. I've, uh, so if you ever see anything on my social media, I didn't post it. Okay. Um, Damn, that's fucking nice. If you see any of my logos, like my visionary stuff, the I Am Poetry on the back, I didn't make it. That's hard, buddy. That's tight, bro. Damn, you really got a team. You, you got yeah. a whole team. So I got an assistant who does all my booking. She hand, like any like anybody who sends me emails. Like I was gonna send y'all to her yeah. at first to put it on the calendar, but I was like, I'm like I know today it's my mom's birthday. That's so tight. today, mm-hmm. yeah. today's your mom's he birthday. Said yeah. Oh, fuck. he said it. He said. Oh he no, no, no. She's in New Orleans right now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I'm like, damn, we didn't. Okay, yep, go ahead. No. We, we didn't shout her out, though. Shout out, Mom. Shout, shout out, birthday, Mom. Hey, this has been a great episode. I'm so happy. <laughs> shout out, Mom, for show, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's nah. created a superstar, like, if you be honest. We, uh. Facts. I'm trying to think. What was the question? That I'm. Uh, just talking the about. The team. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the team. So, like, and then my boy Ferris handles, like, all my media. So, all my graphic design work all my social media posting. He's the one who made the website for the grocery store that we're trying to start out here in town. Let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that right now, honestly. I mean, what's going on over at the Big Lots? Man, so... The Kmart. No, Kmart, huh? That's a Big Lots, my bad. I remember going It is a Big Lot, It's a Big Lot. I remember, bro, being a kid going over there all the time, man. That shit's crazy. I was like, when I seen him doing this, it's awesome. So the problem that I'm running into right now is just finances. Mm -hmm. So, like, I have a business strategy 
Um, but the building is the build to it's essentially a seventy million dollar project. Yeah, I've seen that. I was like, how is that? How is that even possible? So you have to buy the building, which is about eight mil. Yeah. Then you have to tear out. You have to tear down the building, tear up all the concrete in the parking lot. Is that because it's not stable no more? Like the building is it's you just. Can't... If you're gonna start a new store, you can't have a raggedy parking lot like the one that they currently rocking. Right. right. Um, and so you have to repave, redo the building, electrical POS system. You have to get all of your freezers. You have to get all of your like shelves, your counters employees right and then your distribution people mm-hmm. truckers all that stuff security wow. insurance and then you have to have enough capital to last two years so that's where 70 million <laughs> yeah you said, that, that's so how we get to that but i'm like i could get the finance i could get i have a company i have a company of black owned truckers who are like hey we'll 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 haul your food for free for six months. That's tight. So those type of things, will, okay, okay. I have a black-owned paving company who's like, yo, we'll pave the Empire parking lot for you for free. You just have to get materials. That's cutting down some costs. That's I see. cutting the costs. Um, I got a black-owned electrician company who's like, just get materials. We'll wire it. There you go. So the only problem is Buying it. $7 million to buy it mm-hmm. and then another $8 million to rebuild. Mm-hmm. Um, Why don't we open up a GoFundMe? Yeah, like how, how well, we I have this? a donation joint. Um, the only reason I didn't go do- GoFundMe is because of how much they take. Mm-hmm. Like, that, what's the percent on that? I'm sorry, it's about like eight and a half, nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. And that's so, what he's yeah. asking. Like, yeah. if yeah. I were to raise <laughs> seven million, <laughs> you feel me? Like, if I raise seven, I would have to raise like closer to closer to like eight, mm-hmm. eight and a half, in order to actually get it. Right. Um, but I do have. We got so this will be the first time anybody hears this. Uh, you guys know that construction happening downtown by the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're gonna build apartments there by uh, visionary home builders. The bottom floor of it, they want it. They want it to be a grocery store. They asked me, they really going "Would downtown. you go here and build?" And like we would give you, like you don't have to build anything. We'll give you a building, mm-hmm. and we'll give you eighteen months worth of free rent and utilities. Hmm. There we go. And we'll give you your freezers and everything. All you have to do is stock it. And so we're probably going to run with that to start. There you go. What's going to be? I don't want to get too much into it because I don't. Yeah. Hey, ask me anything. What's going to be the base on that? You want to keep it local? You want to keep it like an actual, like a food for less type store? You want local brands? What type of grocery store is that going to be? So it's going to. So we're going to have. It's going to be. So for the downtown and when we, because I told the folks, I'm like, yo, I'm getting that Kmart no matter what. We're going to go, we're going to go get it. Because the second issue I was running into was there was a company who put in their $7 million bid. Um, After you've been doing this? Uh, see, that's gracious. That's some haters. They want to turn it into a car lot. Oh, man. But there's zoning issues because it's across the street from a school. I got it. Okay, yep. Yeah. So legally, you can't have it there. But if they were to divide the lot, and then go, I think it's like a couple hundred feet. For, oop, you're good. You're good. Sorry. <laughs> uh, go a couple hundred feet further south, then they could build it. But it's a, they're not going to do all that. Um, but no, um, we're going to have, I want it to be quality groceries. So I want it to be, the distributor I have is the same people who distribute to Safeway. Mm, yep, there we go. Because it was, 
it was really bo- it was not even borderline. It was hella disrespectful how some of the people talked to me mm-hmm. who were like who owned the building because they were like, you know, in the community, like, like it, you need to make it affordable. You you know, like they don't like like they won't build a Target there, but they'll give you a DD's discount because it's like better in the price range for them. Understood. And I'm like. Do you understand that, like, the community that you're talking about are the main people who buy Gucci, who buy Prada, who buy Jordans, fear of God? Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's, we ain't broke. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we shop at all your high-end stores. Right? Mm-hmm. You guys just don't put them in our communities. Right. I'm like, so we can buy good groceries. Mm-hmm. So stop playing with me. Right. Like, I need to go out here and go get bottom shelf groceries to be able to make people eat no mm-hmm. people will buy it if they know it's good truth i'm like we don't we just don't trust y'all right like i don't know why i'm paying this price at safeway right but they know that if it's coming from somebody in the community they're like oh i got it so to answer your question it's going to be a regular grocery store but we're going to have two two specific aisles we're going to have a 209 aisle mm. which is going to feature all 209 stuff. Oh, nice. I love that. So, I love that. I was going to say, because that was one thing I wanted to touch, because the produce, I hear there's a, a problem with the produce in, in local farmers that they're outsourcing now. They're going getting all the produce from Mexico and they're they're cutting. Oh, yeah, no. Nah, we're trying to. So we actually have a Black Farmers Association local oh, yeah, that we're going to awesome. tap into. That's and so awesome, we wanted man. to we wanted to bring that part in. And then the other aisle we have is a, nine, is a 619 aisle. Really? And the 619 is June 19th. Oh wow! Juneteenth. Yep, for Juneteenth. Wow. And yep. So a strictly black-owned aisle. So That's anything awesome. black-owned from around the country is there. So we're gonna have like a whole local section where it's like, hey Elka, like I want to get cookies. Let's see if it's in the two hundred nine section. Mm-hmm. Or it'd be like, hey Elka, like I want to go, like I want to get some chips. Let's hit the the six one nine section, see if they have any, and if they don't, I'll get the Doritos. Rag snacks. Right. You right. feel me? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Caribbean like, type. You never yeah. know. You feel That's me? Like. like and like people will be surprised. It's like, oh yo, like, dang, there's a black owned coffee bean? It's like, yeah. Like, yeah, that's like, awesome. There's a like there's a local person who makes like really delicious desserts. Be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You just gotta be tapped mm-hmm. in. Right. Mm-hmm. Um That is true. But we have a we have a big vision for that whole lot though. Like yeah. we wanna put a restaurant there. Oof. Well, we're talking about Kmart or the downtown lot? The uh, Kmart. Kmart. Cool. So, so like, it's it's gonna be bigger than a grocery store? That yeah, so like it's gonna be a grocery store and a gym. Uh-huh. So there's going to be a gym attached to the grocery store. Um, and then the parking lot's huge, as y'all know. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's way bigger than crazy. what a gym or, or a grocery store would hold. So we want to do a restaurant. But I want the restaurant to change every three months. So I want to wow. give local cooks an opportunity to have a restaurant mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, I couldn't afford one. But I'm a good enough chef that I can make food. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a three-month residency at this place. Yo come support me for these next three months Yep, because all the proceeds come to me. All I have to do is pay the rent. Wow. And then it's like, oh, yo, for three months, that soul food restaurant was banging. What's coming next month? Oh, Asian spot? Dog. Brandon, you're onto something. I'm not going to lie. You are onto something. Because because now next thing you know, like for me, I'm about to bring in entertainment. Every Friday is a different person. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, yo, cuz we got comedy coming to the restaurant this week, and there's a poet and a singer. Oh, yeah. You feel me? Because then next thing you know, because it's not like the South Side don't got artists no, who would love to do. open up and do work. Mm-hmm. It's just they ain't got nowhere to perform here. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. That is literally the only thing, honestly. Wow. You feel me? And so bring in some big names and then have local folks open. Right. So that way folks who show up to come watch the big name see the opener. 
it's, go. it's going to go hand in hand. It sounds so good. I'm not going to lie to you. And the fact that it's right off the freeway. Is there a timeline for the first part of you getting downtown? Oh, man. Uh, that's already working. Yeah. That's what it's um, we in. just got to get the my my uh, my business people are like, hey, so why do they want to give it to you for free for 18 months? Because, mm. you know, there's not they're like, I never consider anything free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they're like, the let's, behind it, they're like, let's look because if they're gonna back charge you rent afterwards, <laughs> oh, then damn. we don't want that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we'd rather you just pay it up front because mm-hmm. then we could we could accommodate that. Um, but yeah, so like we're just getting the logistics down. Um, they just sent me blueprints, so they're like, yo, if you want to alter any of this, we're down. Mm-hmm. So like they're highly committed. Why can't we merge on we? Why can't you merge on with the person that actually just bought it out for the seven million? Oh, we can. The problem is they're a grant-based company. So Visionary Home Builders like applies for grants from the government, and then the grant money that they get then goes to projects. And so they're so, not coming out of pocket necessarily. So, yeah, they're not coming out of pocket. So right. they have to then find a grant or write a grant that would be worth essentially $15 million. And then the $15 million would then go to procuring <laughs> that. Goodness. Because what they would have to do is, which is a concept I actually love, because above the grocery store downtown is going to be six floors of apartments. So I'm going to have a built-in clientele yeah, base the right, there there. Always go. who's yep. going to go to the grocery store. True. That reminds me of like downtown LA's and all the big cities. Exactly. And I want to do the same thing downtown. I want to do the same thing out south. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, yo, why not build like seven units of apartments above this grocery store and gym? Mm-hmm. Because guess what? Now if you're paying rent at this apartment, I'll charge you an extra $30 a month. And you have an instant gym membership. Right. Just like that. Plugged in, tapped in, go whenever you want. That is true. Who wouldn't want that? You feel me? That's that's really what goes on at every other apartment. But then if you got a grocery store too, they're like, come on now. Dog. And like, all I'm saying is the people better go out and support. You feel me? Like, if a venture comes in like this, downtown Stockton, I need the people to go out and get. Their groceries come support Brandon and everything he's got going on for real, man. This is amazing. It ain't gonna be no more expensive than what you already paying. Right. Like that's the honest truth. The only thing that'll that it'll change is how far you potentially have to go to get it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm saying if you need to pick up something quick, go to wherever it's closest. I'm not even gonna ask you to be OD and be like, hey Oka, all I needed was some noodles. Uh, let me drive all the way downtown <laughs> to go get myself some noodles. But if you're doing your real grocery shopping, yeah. come. Right. It's local. Yeah. It's going to be real. It's like taste better. You feel Say me? Like, feel better buying it at that point. Shit. Like, yeah. dog, what you don't even know is if this goes well, we could out, like, we could completely, like, we could be in any community. Mm. Like, like, what grocery store is on the other side of 99? Right. The other side of ninety nine, yeah, you ain't get. Would you? No, I don't know. What you mean? There is. It stops every. That side of ninety nine, there is not a single yeah. grocery mm, store. True, very true. That no, none. Yeah, not a single grocery store. Facts. We could be there. We just need to prove. We just need proof of concept and successful branding. Stop letting these big businesses. That's true, and that's big. That's too. a big enough step itself. You know what I mean? They just put two in and outs within a two mile radius type thing, but they can't have a grocery two store. Miles, what bro. grocery right. store is? Uh, like, what grocery store could people on Arch Road go to? They had to come all the way into town and go to... Food for Less. Food for Less mm-hmm. off of a March Lane type thing, I think, or something like that. Or the Wilson, Wilson Way, Way one. Yeah. Way. yeah, Which is not convenient to get to. No. No, in the middle of town. Yeah, that's fact. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it. That's true. That is true, man. And that's why all they would have to do is get off the freeway, like, two exits north of it at the Kmart. Right off the mm-hmm. exit. Right off the exit. 
It's doable. It's a vision. It's a vision that should actually. Yeah, I don't know right. why it doesn't make sense in most eyes. How long you been pushing this, or like wanting to see the vision and wanting to push it since I won? Yeah, I was. I had a vision for it five years ago, but I was like, "Yo, man, I don't know how I'm going to get the money or the notoriety to be able to do it." Winning the show, I was like, "Oh, easy." So like now, now I'm tied in. Now I'm connected. Cause like, side note, Tiffany Haddish. I do not know if you will watch this, but please. if you watch this podcast, please hey, watch, watch it. it for them, <laughs> yeah. and make sure you come be a guest one time for the one time. Thanks. Um, Say that shit. But also, I heard that you are actually trying to start grocery stores mm-hmm. uh, in disenfranchised communities. There is no better place than here. You were just in Stockton with Jason Lee at Stag after that tragic stabbing. Yeah. This is an opportunity for you to come back and be a part of something special. So, Tiffany, if you would like to get to work, um, or Mrs. Haddish, however you would like to be referred to as, come holla at your boy. I'm here for it. Let's do it. Come on, Tiffany. Let's make that happen. You already know. We're going to click this up and send it over. We're going to make that happen for sure. Let's bring her back. I did see that. Her and Jason Lee came to Stag and everything. Yeah, shoot, mm-hmm. man. But speaking Damn, on the, I can't. I, I ain't even gonna mention that. No, you're much. speaking on the uh, the youth, and then I mean being a teacher, bro. What do you feel the biggest? Um, I, I had a. Let me see. I'm over here messing up today. The biggest issue that the youth is facing today. Oh man, uh, just I'll be a hundred. So what what year you graduate high school? 2011. 2011. 14, 15. 14, 15. So I'm 2010. So we're all kind of in the same bracket. When we was in high school, gang banging was yeah. heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nigga, that's not the issue no more. Drugs. Mm-hmm. Drugs, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I, like, n- no diss to y'all sponsors. Like, you know, weed and all the jazz, like, cool. Especially for adults. Like, right. fully functioning right. adults. Bro, when we was in high school and if folks smoke weed, a lot of people looked at you and was like, Damn, nigga, you don't really give a damn about your life, right. bro. No, that's like no that's how people looked at it. Right? No cap. When I was teaching, at a four student who was like, "Oh yeah, I smoke daily for anxiety." Wow. I taught freshmen. Wow. Oh wow. But he was four wow. freshman. But he wow. Huh? What was the ethnicity of this individual? If I can, yeah. if I, if you can clarify, was he black, white, Mexican? Mexican. Okay. Let's go. And I'm like, and it was okay. Like it was like normal for him. Everybody. Everybody was doing something. Like I had kids who were like, "Yeah, man, like we tripped off shrooms last week." Bro, see, no, no, that's true. These it's, the generation is different now. But we yeah. just talked about it with Cool John. Remember how I basically said, like, they, my, in our generation is we had to go to the kids' table. They're able to be at the adult tables and they're seeing these things. They're getting these conversations. They're and everything's you know more I mean? accessible. Like you said on the phone, on, you know, iPads, yeah. whatever it is for your kid. If you ain't really marketing that, they're gonna look up whatever they want to look up. Bro, wow, and. And, dog, we grew up in a generation of drug dealers. You know what I mean? Like, the music we listen to. Like, like the niggas we listen to is like, hey, yo, man, we pushing drugs. Yeah, we're not we ain't doing taking them. Him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we do a little we do a little, little smoke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we ain't doing a whole lot of extra. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, you're looking at people like, like, these kids looking up to people like Juice World And, mm-hmm. like, these, like, like, these people who, like, talk heavily about, like, their psychedelic trips and these types of things. Pills. You feel me? Pills, like, Molly Percocet, like, the right. whole joint. Right. And it's like, this is the this is the example of normality that is set. But we set the standard, though. Because if we was a generation of drug dealers, who are we selling to? Right. <laughs> like, nah, that's right. true. But I, I, I hear the quote, I kind of hate the quote, too, but it's like some of these artists that are up there that, 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 that you know, like the, you know, I can't. I don't want to say no names, but I've heard it, and they say, "Well, I'm I'm just the artist. I'm not telling your kids to go out there and smoke weed. I'm not oh, telling yeah. your kids to go out there." But then, how do you feel about that? That concept is because there's it is getting out. It's still putting out an image out there still too, though. Man, so, I am an artist. I am responsible for the content I put out in the say world. That. 
I am responsible for that. I'm not responsible for what you do with it, but I'm responsible for the message I send. If I send a me- like, for instance, Wiz Khalifa is clear on his message. He's like, yo, I smoke. Mm-hmm. I, I produce weed. I smoke weed. Him and Snoop, they are clear. And they won't be mad if somebody comes to them and be like, yo, I started smoking weed because of you. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, I'm surprised. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. But it's like, like, bro, like, like the I like hip hop is not solely responsible because guess what? We just talked about parents not monitoring what their kids True. are consuming. Like, my mom wouldn't let me consume a lot of content that I wanted to consume. Like, I could never watch South Park as a kid. Wow. Because my mom was like, You ain't watching South Park. I, I've seen the show. You ain't watching that. Mm. My mom was involved. These these kids' parents ain't. These kids' parents want to be friends with them. Yeah, like they want to be cool. They want to be homies. I just seen uh, what was it? Ti and um, his son, and his son was in a Waffle House or something like that. You know, going back and forth with one of the workers. I mean, I get it. You know, you want to plead your case, but it's like to a point that you still have to like. Of course, your dad is still Ti. I get it, but it's like still as an individual, you still got to be able to you know know when to separate stop. it. Yeah, know when to yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like you know. That's highlighting to what you're saying. It's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I get true. his pops is up there and he can get away with whatever. But like, you still personally got to know, like, you know what I'm saying? No. What's right and what's wrong. But influence is so real, though. To have a freshman in, in high school talk about shrooms and doing drugs like that. Like, bro, I recently took shrooms and I, I, I have to be mentally, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I needed to make sure I was bro. ready to take this type of shit. And, you know what I mean? And that's like, like, weed is has so many beneficial aspects to it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, the truth of the matter is... And if I'm being honest, I didn't smoke weed till I was like 15, 16 for the first time. And I'm like, I was worried to do it. Like, I was like, my mom's for sure catching me type shit. You Bro, me? and like, it's yeah. like science, pr- like science supports that like marijuana actually has so- like health benefits to it. Mm-hmm. But they also promote the idea of like, hey, at a particular age bracket is when it becomes beneficial. At a particular age bracket, it is detrimental mm. because brain development is still occurring. And now you're producing dopamine and serotonin in fashions right. in which you are no longer able to naturally produce. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the bad part. I'm yeah. like, yo. Because they're not smoking regular, just a, gra- a grass-grown weed no more. It's a bunch of chemicals. Yeah, chemicals. And, and, yeah, it's everything. You feel me, dog? Like, like these stuff, like this stuff, I'm like, yo, cuz, like, I'm happy to see that people are, like, making an industry and a business and being able to do something right with mm-hmm. something, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, these kids, like, it's it's just a very different world. It's so when a I, limit to consumption. Like, it doesn't mean overwhelm yourself, you know, things like that, or just, jump to another one because that's not as potent as you want it to be. They're you very feel me? bold. I feel like the generation is very bold, man. They're because very... because they're they're the generation who watched Logan Paul, Jake Paul, and be like, hey, if it's not the highest, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm not maxing out, like. And so kids are like, yo, like, max out. Go to the, go to the extreme as much as you can. And it's like, well, send it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you feel me? me? Like, full send. Yeah. But then, like, it's so weird because they're the, also the same generation who will call you a tryhard. Right. Mm, that's true. Right. And be right. like, man, why are you trying so hard? Be like, well, why are you trying so hard to do all this? Right. And so, right. Damn. That's deep. I didn't think about that one. That's true. That is true, bro. But no, that's that'd be my one critique. Is just like, yo, man, because they're no different than us. They just have different access. Like yeah. when I was teaching, nigga, we didn't have Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Like, you feel me? Like, 
as a teacher, I have to be concerned with airdrop. Concerned with it? Concerned with it. Air, niggas will air, like, like for instance, <laughs> what, what school did you go to? Bear Creek. Bear Creek. What school did you go to? I went to graduate from Berkshire Christian. So, like, at Edison, shit was wild. Sex tapes was getting leaked out from people, like, oh, shit. on AIM. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, sidekicks was popping. Like, mm-hmm. folks was, like, mm-hmm. sending wild stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you getting some dome, and folks was, like, taking pictures and then sending it out, yep. right? Amber Cole. Yep. Airdrop <laughs> is a thing with that now. In class. In class. People airdropping the videos and shit straight like that. Straight to the, the photo, straight to the camera. Bro, room. try to send it to your computer. While I'm, like, they'll try to send it to me while I have something displayed for my computer. Oh, my God damn. Could be on some funny shit. But it is Edison, up. though. I ain't going to cap Edison. You, shit, you feel me? That was, no, that's where he graduated. This is different schools. Oh, what school was this? This was Edison. Oh, this was Edison? So oh, I was okay. teaching at Edison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I love Edison. Edison's a great school. Edison has one of the highest academic ratings. Only if you give a damn about your education, though. True, true. Like, if you're in a standard class, you're just, <laughs> you're just as... Yeah, but then that's... that's just, hey, like, damn, then you gotta see... Like, y'all... Y'all motherfuckers is wild, bro. <laughs> y'all really gotta chill. Like, come on now. I don't, your teachers now? Like, come on now. That's, that's not crazy. cool. Bro. That's not and cool. And, like, another thing, too, is, like, if, like... You know they don't have libraries at schools no more? No way. I didn't know that. No. All books are... All textbooks are online. Chris McAuliffe used to have a big old library up there, dude. I wonder if it's not there, what they turned it into. No way? Really? Computer rooms. Oh, I believe that now. Okay, there we mm-hmm. go. So they store their laptops there. Like, kids at SUSD just get a laptop. Yeah. Check out your book on a computer. That's Dang, crazy. That's weird. No more Already lockers. pre-uploaded into the computer. That's weird. That's weird. That's weird. Why? iMacs like, and book. iPads and all that stuff is normal now. Bro. Did, and like, we, But we don't teach kids how to type. I didn't know that. Anymore. We don't teach kids yeah, how to type. I, we used there's, to there's computer, computer school classes, right? No, no, no more. There's no Nick, more. By the th- kids are coming to me. Mm. <sighs> yeah, textile. Yeah. On yeah. yeah, they're not taking typing classes. It's an elective. Wow. Oh wow. And they'll rather probably take. Let me take cooking, or let me take. Uh, you we know. ain't even got that. What? They take easy classes as electives. Yeah, for sure. Every time I'm graduating in the simplest class, why not? Damn. No, I mean, you got to have some type of ambition and no more, no more do better, though. But it's like. In high school? <laughs> I'm like, you have the ambitious kids, but then, I, but those are the kids who are in the honors classes right. half the time. Those are the yeah. kids who are trying, who care about right. the academics. True. Yeah, They're true. the kids who take Spanish for three years because they know Spanish for three years helps them get into college. See, uh, Shout out I, wish, I wish I saw that vision, though, because like I tell my, like I'm Mexican and Puerto Rican, bro. You know what I mean? I, I grew up with it. Like I took Spanish, but I wish I took it more serious to be able to transition it to life. Because if I was full bilingual right now, I'm killing the game. Right. Bro, killing like. If I could do if I could do poetry in Spanish, like, I'd be in Mexico killing it right <laughs> now, bro. Oh my god, like that's true, crazy. Like, bro, it would be a whole different marketplace. Right. But nah, man. Like, but kids are kids are kids. They're short sighted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't mm-hmm. see beyond right now. Like, kids. I, I had I had a classroom of thirty seven kids, and fifteen wanted to be social media influencers. Fifteen wanted to be social media influence. That's all they wanted to do. That's what it wanted to be. Put it, put it on the, what do you want to be here grow up? That's crazy. So, so content creator. Like, yo, man, like, I want to be a content creator. And I'm like, some of them wanted to do gaming. Some of them wanted to pod. Some of them wanted to do YouTube. And I'm wow, like. Wow, that's a crazy. 
But it's different it's mindset. Normal. Like when we were graduated, okay, I'm gonna go be a accountant. Or I'm gonna go go be sports sports yeah. medicine or you yeah. know things yeah. like yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. And it's like Hooper. And I don't. Yeah. And I told him I'm like I don't knock that. But also, do you understand the large pool that you're entering? Because mm-hmm. it's not like when YouTube dropped. The first five years was the time to be a, Definitely. to get in. I think mm. about that. Like those videos are still up. They're still making money like, on those videos. Philip DeFranco started a channel in the first five years of YouTube. Mm. Just talk, and he was one of the first response channels just talking about stuff that was happening. Right, and he's still popping. Damn. Right. Because guess what? There was not a marketplace. Nobody was competing. Mm-hmm. It was just same thing with Vine. Like when All Vine that. dropped, it was like that's where you see the content creators, the first the first version of the, that the is first true. wave. Mm-hmm. And then now people are like, oh, yo, like I'm about to do it on Instagram. It's like, well, you're competing against everybody. everybody. Right. That's true. Everybody. Right. It's not just as simple as like, hey, oh, man, like I'm about to recreate a funny video. It's like. Well, guess what? Somebody else also did that video. Yeah. Same exact one, same exact thing. Think outside the box for sure. Got to be creative. You feel me? That's mm-hmm. Like yeah. you guys got a pod. How many niggas is podding? Right. Everybody, especially right. now. Especially you feel now. me? No cap. Yeah. <laughs> no cap. Influence is real. I say, but would you say that you bring that influence out of those kids too? You know what I mean? Seeing your your wave and how you went about it, like oh, without question. You know what I mean? I and I teach kids. Like part of my poetry series is called Dreamers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, like if you have a dream, be okay with pursuing it, but also be understanding and realistic of what the pursuit is. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Like, I never had an idea of being a world famous artist until I was on the show. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because I met poets who lived well, who right. lived smooth. They weren't famous. Was and chilling. being famous was never their ambition or goal. No, yeah, but they, wasn't I'm it. like, yo, fame is boring. Notoriety yeah. sucks. Yeah. If you don't believe it, ask Kanye. <laughs> like Kanye hates notoriety. To clarify what notoriety is, like the recognition is. What is that? What do you mean? Having a voice. Right? If Dave Chappelle, like for instance, Dave Chappelle walking to a grocery store, mm-hmm. nigga, everybody in that goddamn grocery store. There you go. Want to get to know? Want to mm-hmm. go talk to Dave Chappelle? Facts. Yeah. Nah. You can miss me with the notoriety. Then. Yeah. I just want to be a normal person getting paid. You feel me? That's why like Bill Gates tries his hardest not to be seen. Mm, yeah, you see, yeah, that's true. Everybody gonna ask him for a dollar if you see Bill Gates. Right. You feel me? Like, people don't know this. Like, what does AG Spanos look like? Google it, right? No, I'm not, not to you. I'm just yeah. saying. We would have yeah, to Google it. That's true. Because yeah. niggas don't know. He's tucked away. You wouldn't have, he's current, he died. Yeah. Rest in peace. But niggas would not have known if AG Spanos, who owns the Chargers, right. was in the room with him. And half a stock. At all. But he, he but he's cool. He don't care. Right. Nobody knows the majority stockholder for Google yeah. or for Microsoft or for none of these niggas. That Nobody knows good. these people's faces. Because it's not the CEO. It's not the CEO. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Damn. He's like, been living very comfortable right like, now. Somewhere. He's smooth. <laughs> he's walking into a local Starbucks plain as hell. Right. right. Talking about the black card. Yeah. Bro. Plain as hell. Coming? No, yes, that's yeah, and that's the life. Yeah, because yeah. guess what? He could go get tickets to any finals game. He could be front row. He could be at the Met Gala. He could be anywhere he want to be. She that's could be true. anywhere she want to be. They could be anywhere they want to be. Talk about uh, yeah, it. That's, that's Talk real. about it. I like how they you just, said that. You feel me? Like they just choose not to. Mm-hmm. I like how you said that. Damn. 
Get this world are. everybody wants a face. They we, want the they want the the, the notoriety. Right. Because kids think going viral mean they're gonna be rich. Yeah. Nah, just because everybody yeah. know you don't mean you getting. Look at that, um, Brad. Nah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Look what happened to Boom Gang. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say him and then other Brad. Like, what's up? These nuts. Him too, Brad. Like he was getting paid. Where's he at now? Yeah, yeah, I a see lot him. Of them. He's on like Vegas nowadays, walking the strip, trying to get paid type shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Brad, that's that's true though. You can go viral all you want, but viral ain't gonna pay your goddamn bills. Bro, or give you health insurance. You're a wordsmith, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, was that always from the kid? Like, you knew how to, you were good with words? You you were in the dictionary, bro? You oh, know, man. Some, the, the, the sources? Like, nah, I never like did none of that. Versions. Actually, so this is actually, so I'm not going to make this deep. Um, But, like, I suck at reading. Really? And that's probably, like, that's something that me and God are working on right now because it's, it's a, like, a really heavy issue for me right now. But um, I suck at reading. And so I've never been a reader, mm-hmm. I bu- but I've been really good with words. Mm-hmm. Uh, I became a really good poet because I was a great liar. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. okay. That's a way to okay. put it. That's a way to put it. I I, mean, you know how to clarify what you mean <laughs> by that? Like, what? If you're a good liar, you can make movies because you can make stories. True. Oh, True. You can, yeah, it makes it. All oh, you do shit. is lie when you write if you're creating fiction. Right. This is true. Like, all you have to do is be as creative as possible with it and let it run. And that's it. That's at the end of the day. That's all it is. That's all it turned into. And you just, when when was that moment you realized, like, oh, I'm actually, I can But you use some big words, though, man. Oh, now I do. Yeah. 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 Now I'm 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 knee deep in a thesaurus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I got just, the app on my the phone. Word, just the <laughs> wordsmith, though. Like, with that moment, you're like, oh, I actually can flow. My wife this. is calling me. You're good. You're good. Right. Okay, right. Hey, boo. We'll mute it. No, you good. Yeah. We live. Make sure if y'all got this far, follow, like, comment, subscribe for real, man. We appreciate you ever tuning in. Please. Shout out Seven Leaves, man. Shout out everybody. Seven Leaves. That's perfect. Beautiful. Can I call you after the pod? <laughs> Wrapping up. Love you. Bye. <laughs> have you ever been approached by, I know you said you're doing music yourself, but have you ever been approached by a label or artist to make music for other people? Oh, like ghostwriting? Like ghostwriting could be a writer? Um, I mean, because people... I've had artists ask me. Yeah? Hmm. Would you do it? Uh, Yeah. Like a paycheck's a paycheck. Yeah? (laughs) Um, I write poems for companies that I care nothing about. Um, Not the company, but like the poem I don't care about. Yeah, right, right, right. Like I've said no to companies that I don't support. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like if an artist wanted that, I'd be like, cool. As long as my name on the back of the album. Yeah. Like, as long as when that... That song drop? Kanye Kanye might call, but you know when he need he got an album roll, like he call everybody. So he see Brandon Lee, you might definitely hey. get him on a Hey man, Kanye I'm a, I'm a fellow believer. For a writing in general. Sunday Sunday. Do one of them segments again, like you know, we can clip that up too. You Yay, you can ask your boy Jay Ivy. Ask Jay Ivy if I'm nice. Oh, and if man, Jay Ivy gives me the stamp of approval, bring me out to a Sunday service. I would love to come rock with you. Let's go. Because I'm 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 nice with these words. Nice and, uh, poet. And, and from the bottom of my heart, I don't say this for conjecture and I don't say this for like notoriety's sake. I say it because I mean it like God is like the center of all that I do. So if like morals and character is something you're looking for, I'm also at the top of your list. Facts. Man, blowing smoke, please make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my That'd goodness. be nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I just got one before we actually like I got I should have said this a lot earlier because that should have tied in what we were saying, but I need your top five poets of all time. Top five poets of all time. All right, so this is a hard thing because like there's a distinction between spoken word and poetry. Okay. So like 
all spoken word is poetry. Not all poetry is spoken word. Okay. Okay, I understand that. And so the idea is like Maya Angelou is a phenomenal poet, but would get washed as a spoken word artist. Mm. Because the idea is spoken word is the fusion of theater like and poetry. An- Angelou to get washed? Right. Meaning to, vit, uh, what do you mean theater and Cause, poetry? So like the performance aspect, stepping on stage. Like when I did Feeling my stuff, it, yes. like I wasn't just up there saying words. Right. Uh, the vocal right. inflection, stuff like that. And it's not to say that Maya Angelou couldn't have been a phenomenal spoken word artist. That's just not what she was, was at the time, Correct. right? It's the same way that, like, how to phrase it? All, all rap, all battle rap is rap, but not all rap is battle rap. Yep, this is true. That's, that's, now, I actually understand that. That's, that's a great, that's a great metaphor. Okay, because if you throw, is that a metaphor? If, like, if <laughs> yeah. you throw Drake into a battle rap group, he's probably gonna get washed. Yeah. But if you throw one of these battle rappers. Into a concert, they gonna get. He's not performing. Yeah, you feel me? Like yeah. I like if you read Maya Angelou's work, her work is way better than mine. Red. If you hear my work, mine is better heard than red. Hmm. And that's the distinction. Like she washes me in several categories. I just wash her in a couple others. Gotcha. And so it's like it's an even trade off. But Maya Angelou is on mine. Because um, I'm fusing poetry and spoken word. And thank you for giving me that clarif- clarification because I would have never known that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that's, hey, that's most rude. people don't. I didn't. Yeah. I just call poetry poetry. And mm-hmm. folks be like, no, man, you're a spoken word. I'm like, whatever. And then, like, but like the artistry, but anyway. Uh, it goes deep. Right. We have Maya Angelou, Langston Hughes, Rudy Francisco, Langston Hughes, uh, Black Ice, and then the other person I'll throw in there that nobody thinks about uh, being a poet is MLK. Oh, MLK. Wow. Is a, no, I never would have thought MLK being because if you ever read his work or listen to his like sermons, he's deeply metaphorical the entire process of it. Mm. If you read, uh, if you had to read his letters from Birmingham jail, it's laced in metaphor. Wow, mm. that's it's poetry. Wow, wow. that's game right there. That's wow, wow, I would wow. actually like to look into. So yeah, that's wow. Awesome. Okay, thank you for so, giving me. Would that. y'all like a poem? What? Yeah. yeah. If you have, you so have I one? got I got new stuff that I'm practicing. Bro, why did I think about this earlier? I'm like, dude, there's no way he's gonna be able to do it live. He's gonna be like, I need, I need better lights or something like that. No, this is good. So I got a poem called "Never Green," or I have a poem called "Annunciation." Pick it, Jay. I like "Never Green." Never Green. All right. So I got, I asked uh, some poets of legend of mine that I know, like, hey, what is a skill set that you think I could work on? And one of my favorite poets, Javon Johnson, shout out, homie, uh, told me work on metaphor. So this is my poem working on metaphor. Okay, ready. Outside of my window is a bird. I see it building at a time where winter is withered between the degrees of U and V. But this bird chilled on its perch, having no fear in height. It picked a poor location to call home for this evergreen home is an evergreen. In fact, it's never green. Died long before the bird arrived, but... How do you tell someone who's searching for synchronicity and shelter just hoping this matchstick that they home ain't nothing but matchsticks? Pyrotechnics prepared prudently. I considered taking the time to interject, but figured we didn't speak the same dialect, and I'm confident even if I warned it, it being persistent would cause further resistance, so I just held my tongue and merely observed. This bird would pick away at pieces of this wilted tree to place atop its nest. It's like how we repurpose pain instead of walking away from it. 
This bird elected to house itself amongst desolations debris, deeming them detached details worthy of saving. Come to think of it, I have no recollection of this tree ever thriving. My mind's depriving me of this cerebral selection, but I digress. Reappropriate my gaze toward the bird. I see it nesting. I see it resting uncomfortably in this makeshift nest. Just imagine adorning your warm backside with a mattress made of the jagged shards of all your worried woes. But what confused me most was this bird was not isolated from other homes. Within eye shot of this torched timber is a tree teeming with life, a community of birds nests nestled near its peak but this bird wouldn't even as much point its beak towards them ignored them and this is where the resistance isn't worth my persistence for this bird knows it isn't sequestered to its barren home for this evergreen home isn't evergreen in fact i don't think it was evergreen my memories are coming back to me the sapling never once sprouted a leaf just grew out its trunk with branches as far reaching as the lies this bird tells itself in the mirror this bird must have been prescribed pride to be so arrogant that it completely ignores how its wings are the gateway to the hope it tries to build but it's so caught in the agony of what was supposed to be it can't see the plethora of opportunity just waiting to be seized because outside my window is a bird I see it building the same home every day to no avail. At first, I banged on my window to try and alert it of its inevitable failure and how it should change course, but it either never heard me or merely ignored my advances. And as time progressed, I must confess, my will's willingness to keep knocking faded to the point that I am now because tell me, what is the soul to do when it is willing but the flesh is weak? Have you heard your soul banging on your chest this day, these days? It's about basically that poem is is it, is it me? Is it like you're talking about yourself? Like is it? Yeah, my soul's the person in the window. Yeah. Right. The bird is my body. Yep. That's okay. <laughs> the bird's your body. Woo. Okay, making more sense now. Damn. Because when the soul is the soul is willing, but the flesh is weak. What comes first when you when that when a, a poem comes? Is the concept? Is How? It, like, what do you, oh, what do you think? Forever of? Changes. Like, this one was concept. Mm -hmm. uh, another one that I have called Annunciation. I'll share that one with you, too, if you want. Yes. We'll do um, that one standing up. <laughs> and, uh, that is a... That um, Annunciation started with a line. And I was like, I'm just going to build around this line. So... Um, a line? Yeah. It was started with a line? Okay, how long did it take for you to create a poem? If you're in a in your in your bag, let's talk about in your bag. So in my bag, I'm in the shower. Okay. I write ninety five percent of my poems. <laughs> oh, you got a high ass water bill. Because <laughs> like, the cool part for me is nobody bothers me. Like in the shower, nobody comes in, mm -hmm. nobody asks me for nothing, and it's just me and my thoughts, right. mm -hmm. and I can just let it run. And so sometimes if I'm in my bag, like this poem, like Evergreen, the one I just read, seven minutes. Seven minutes. Seven. You oh, you already did it all, minutes? like just straight up through. Oh wow, wow. Brandon, that's okay. Yeah, I'm that's... thinking you put down, come back. Well, oh, sometimes I do. That's the majority of the time. But like when I was in, like he asked when I was in my bag. Mm -hmm. So like Evergreen, I was minutes? in my bag. Yeah, that was this one was very like wow. So like present for I guess that would be the word for me to say. I can visualize what you were saying. And like there's even like like I'm actually gonna do like a uh, I forget the. What media, what YouTube page, but it's like when they break down lyrics and like do like rhyme scheme stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna do one of those for that because like 
for instance, I have a line in there where I say this evergreen home isn't evergreen. In fact, mm-hmm. it was never green. Mm-hmm. I don't say home. I say home. A home is H-O-L-M, and that's an evergreen tree. Oh, mm. wow. So, it's dude, deeper, deeper oh than my that. God. Deeper, yeah. man. It's just no deeper work. on this okay. side. Okay. Man, J. Cole need to get you on the intro of his song. That's what <laughs> Shout out to Too Deep for the intro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See? Uh, before we sign out here, I got one more. Where does the Emmy nomination rank in your accomplishments, bro? Uh, Emmy nomination is top five. Top five? Top five. Yeah. In terms of like artistic. Artistic, um, yeah, yeah. It's top five. There we go. Um, number one is the special. Yeah. It's coming out. Yeah, I'm number, excited to see it, bro. Yeah, I can't definitely. wait for it. Really number excited. two would be winning the show. Number three would be my 150 tour. Mm-hmm. Um, Did that self-made. Then the then self-made. The, the Emmy would probably be number four. Yeah. Um. And so yeah. And so last poem, I got you. No, so we're going to do that one standing up. Oh, got I got we're you. We're going to do that on a separate thing, but we'll sign out right now. We can, I got you. Uh, make sure y'all go follow Brandon Leak, man. Really, uh, say it again one more time for me. Mills got you. Hey, yo, holla at me. Brandon Leak on all platforms. I'm verified everywhere except TikTok. Hell yeah. But I just went viral there, and now I'm at like 20K. Come on. Oh, let's get him verified on TikTok, man. Let's Signing go. out. It's your boy, JG. You yo. already know it's Jay Jonah, man. We here, man. Peace. It's blowing smoke. Yes, When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.